0: not a matter of if but when a crisis could turn your world upside down i'm rashini rajkumar crisis strategist licensed attorney and host of the crisis files In each case file, we explore a real crisis or a ripped from the headlines controversy. Today, the headline points in the fun direction. We're talking sports. Yes, they can be full of crisis and controversy. There will be plenty of weeks for that, but that's not what this case file is all about. In all cases connected to sports, I turn to Crisis Squad member Steve Silton. He's our guy on the law, a business entertainment and sports attorney. Steve is also one of the biggest sports fans on the planet we're here to discuss the case file i call tourney time steve you have literally traveled the globe for sporting events is there one you haven't attended yet
1: well there's a number i have not attended uh, i haven't been to an nba championship or an nhl stanley cup final oh right. gosh I'm, I'm i mean that. really
0: get on with it why not
1: I'm hoping that will happen with the Timberwolves and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I also have not been to a World Cup, incidentally. I've been to a number of professional soccer games throughout the globe, but hopefully that will change when the World Cup returns to the United States in three years now. So I'm very excited for that. And frankly, though, I'm just looking forward to my son, who's now at college, continuing to play baseball. So those are the the most exciting matches I'm looking forward to seeing are his
0: baseball games. That sounds fabulous. Steve, in honor of March Madness, which we are in the middle of as we record today and in Final Four territory once this case file drops, we wanted to have some fun. What are you excited about? Let's start with March Madness on the men's side.
1: This is by far the Funnest time of the year for sports, right? You've got the Masters coming up. You've got the NBA, NHL kind of in full swing and playoffs coming up. And of course, right in the middle of that is March Madness, which arguably is the greatest sporting tournament, certainly in the United States. It's a little bit ethnocentric to say in the world, but this is the biggest tournament in the United States. And what makes tournaments so interesting is that all the teams start on very, very equal footing. And as we've seen over the years, what's in many respects the most exciting is the uncertainty of this all. We don't know what the storyline is going to be. We can all guess. The pundits are all there making their predictions right now and all this. But there's going to be at least a handful of storylines that nobody would have guessed.
0: Which is so fun. You know, the years that we get behind that small little school no one heard about or they've got the nun that's at every game so that, you know, that's she's their good luck charm. I mean, there are just so many things and the upsets. And I, I think it really is a unifier, Steve, both the men's bracket and the women's bracket. And let's just give a shout out to the women's bracket because so many more people are really on this women's basketball train, which is really exciting to watch people come together, families come together.
1: Absolutely. The tournaments are work great, both in the men's and the women. Obviously, the women's bracket is fairly new, but as you say, it's getting an unbelievable amount of traction. And I do believe that the gambling on that, right? And we got to mention that the fact that part of what makes this um, tournament so interesting is the gambling. Almost everybody does it, including... you. You and myself. Uh, I
0: I have not. Let's just go on the record right here. At least to this date, I have not, other than horse, like just fun, I have not gambled on a sport.
1: I don't gamble on professional sports. But I will put in a couple of brackets for March Madness, just because just it's so interest interesting and it keeps you involved and engaged in the whole process. And, and you mentioned the nun who would have guessed what was at Loyola of Chicago, you know, would have made that run a few years ago. Or you think of the George Washington run. I mean, some of these schools, Davidson, right? Who had heard of Davidson until Seth Curry was there? And they made a a deep run in the March Madness. And, And also the delays, right? You have this kind of two or three days of intensity. And then all of a sudden you've got four days where everybody can.
0: The drama, it's like a soap opera, really. So bring us up to speed to the extent that you can on the sports betting. I mean, is this allowed everywhere in the U.S. right now?
1: No, it's allowed in limited states. Minnesota is not one of them, though it's a very high on the agenda for the current legislative session. I do think it will be resolved. There have been some reported agreements between particularly the Native American tribes and the sports teams that I believe that they've come into some type of common ground to kind of clear the deck for some type of uh, authorizing
0: law. What are some of the big sports betting states like are there a few that are just, they've been doing it for a while? They're known for sports betting?
1: Well, sports betting has changed dramatically, right? Sports betting used to be you would go into a, a sports book in Las Vegas or Atlanta City, you would make a bet on a game, and you would sit there for some length of the game, and it would make the game a little more interesting. Sports betting now with these complicated parlays and, you know, betting on everything from, you know, how many yards. Of how many points one player will have, how many, the delta, the difference. You can bet throughout the game. They call it live betting. I learned about this a couple of years ago. In other words, you can bet at any moment in the game based on the score and the odds change. It's become very, very dramatically different. And for the most part, it's online. So you get an app. FanDuel is is a very well-known app, and essentially every potential bet you can make is on that app. And the amount of bets are, frankly, almost limitless. There's literally—there's going to be thousands of different bets on this March Madness.
0: Another big deal with this year's March Madness, 2023, is Texas. The men are in Houston for the Final Four. The women are in Dallas. I mean— First of all, how does Texas get these two, and how hard is it to get a Final Four?
1: Well, you have to have an appropriate venue, right? And then you have to have a very strong marketing team. You know, obviously, Minnesota was able to get it, having a great U.S. Bank Stadium, having a phenomenal marketing team led by your friend and mine, Lester Bagley, and they were very instrumental in bringing it here. It was an unbelievably successful Final four here, it will happen again. But the revenue that's driven by March Madness goes well beyond just the final four, right? That's essentially three games. The regional tournaments are really as remarkable and have almost as significant of a financial impact on the area. Because Minnesota, when they have regionals, they can have as many as eight or one year, I think they had 12 teams that were playing and it's like six games a day. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. And the, the people who are coming in from all these different schools and all the different sweaters and, and it's really a great experience. And I would say this, I know you and I disagree on NILs and a lot of the players in this tournament are going to be making millions of dollars a year already.
0: On name, image and likeness. And we will do a case file dedicated to this uh, in the coming weeks. We are in very strong disagreement.
1: I know, but I don't think that all the NIL money has necessarily impacted everybody's excitement.
0: Yeah, because there are different storylines going on when it comes to NIL, and we will get into that. You can tell, listeners, why it's so fun talking sports with Steve Silton. He is so knowledgeable. And we've kind of focused on the basketball attorneys, men and women, here in March Madness. But... We don't want to neglect hockey is going to be happening uh, and uh, any of the other sports. But one of the things I love the most about sports is it really brings people, communities, families together, whether you're a player, a fan, uh, a groupie, betting, whatever it is, it is one of the most universally impactful things, nouns, that's positive for the most part.
1: At its best, sports is a regional and natural unifier. You really get to see that at the March Madness, where you get to see people coalesce around their schools sometimes years after they attend it. It's an unbelievably uplifting experience. And I, I think it does bring out the best in sports. Certainly, college sports does. And looking at these players and and obviously some of them as we've we've hit on are receiving some money. But a lot of them, this is going to be the top of their athletic career. This is going to be what they remember more than anything else. And it's so fun to watch.
0: Absolutely is. Well, thanks to Crisis Squad member Steve Silton for his energy and his insight. Uh, In this case, file. Tourney time. Today's Crisis Brief is dedicated to sports fans everywhere. Number one. Remember, it's okay if you have a different pairing in any game than your best friend. Number two, when in doubt, go for the Jesuit team. God is on their side. Number three, sports betting is a thing. If you're going to roll, do it in a state where it's legal. Thank you to our podcast producer, Kim Inslee, and our audio guru, Tom Hamilton of Undertone Music. Catch up on all our case files. Go to thecrisisfiles.com for our archive plus videos. You can also subscribe to our YouTube page on thecrisisfiles.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at thecrisisfiles. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files.